There's an overwhelming amount of financial advice in the news and on social media. Who do you listen to? Are they looking out for what's best for you? How do you tune out the noise? In this podcast, trusted advisors Emily Augusto, CPA, and Amanda Vaught, JD, bring their extensive education and experience to delve into all aspects of personal finance. Emily and Amanda make topics like investing, taxes, and financial planning interesting and accessible. And they provide a framework to help you think through the plethora of financial advice and news out there. Are you ready to start making the best personal financial decisions for you? Welcome to Connecting the Dollars with Propel Financial Advisors. Hello, Amanda. Hey, Emily. How's it going? Going great. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm really enjoying my summer so far. Um, great. I know earlier. Over. What? It's almost over. I, I it feels like it, right? It always goes too fast. Um, yeah. But we still have August. I mean, here I'm in New York, and so our school doesn't start till September. I know. Okay. Here in Illinois, and it starts in August. So, a mm-hmm. um, little different schedule. Summer is going quickly, but um, today we wanted to talk about some budgeting and some hobbies. Mm-hmm. And um, Amanda was looking at Twitter this morning and shared with me this kind of wild budget. Mm-hmm. There was is it really that wild? Let's see. It's a little wild. I we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, but it was circulating on Twitter, which is now called X, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean. Um, so it was a budget for somebody who was making a significant income, $77,000 per month um, wow. and and what they spent it on. Yes. Um, the mortgage was almost $30,000. Uh, I feel like their utility should be higher, like only $12,000, $1,200. Yeah, you would think of, of a $29,000 mortgage would be a sizable house which would generate yeah. a significant electricity bill but i don't know maybe um, they have like solar panels yeah maybe anyway. <laughs> something, <laughs> some things you know you're like this doesn't really add up but um a lot of people on twitter were were commenting on the personal trainers at four thousand dollars a month which i personally thought sounded reasonable and mm-hmm. if i had seventy seven thousand dollars a month i might I would totally spend that much money on a personal trainer. Yeah. I don't know. If I could, I would as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like why not? The nanny, $10,000 a month. I would probably give that nanny a raise because <laughs> <laughs> so thankful for their help, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't want to, it's easy to sit back and judge how other people spend their money, which is sure. what I definitely don't want to do because I don't know this person at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know their priorities or their goals or anything. Um, they do have nice handwriting. Yes, they do. Um, but uh, I would just say though, though, one of the things that jumped out to me was just that savings was not a specifically delineated number. Yeah. I'm just, I don't, I cannot believe it. They have the 401k contributions which is great. Um, but also you can only put so much in a 401k and Mm -hmm. with this kind of income you, um, and to support this kind of lifestyle, you, 
um, I would definitely recommend having a separate line item, putting a significant number into your savings account. Yeah. And um, especially since they have line items for kids and nanny and kids yeah. tutors, like we know they have children and are they putting money into a 529? Because it doesn't yeah. seem like it on this list. No, no. Unless obviously they could have family money, which sure. would get. So, I mean, we just, we don't know enough background to know, but mm-hmm. um if they don't have family money, then I would definitely consider the 529 um, and definitely more savings than just a 401k. Yeah. But, um, oh, go ahead. Yeah. They have fun on this list and MISC, which I would assume MISC is for like, you know, a car repair or something for the house. Maybe that needs to get done. Mm -hmm. Um, And for fun, who knows what that could be, maybe going to the movies every week with the whole family or whatever. But mm-hmm. something yeah. missing from this list is any specific hobbies this family yeah. may have. Yeah. Um, and so, right, we don't know. I feel like they could be really boring. Maybe they don't yeah. have any hobbies. They work out five days a week. That's all they yeah, do. Yeah, they're busy. They have kids. I mean, no judgment if that's all you got. But, of course, Yeah. But for a lot of people, I found um, working with people through their budgets also, as a lot of people do not specifically list out their hobbies as an mm-hmm. item in their budget. And and I think, you know, I'm not a trained psychologist or anything, but I think one of the reasons for that is for a lot of people, their hobby is just something that's fun. Mm-hmm. Keeping track of the expenses related to it is not fun. And so they don't really want to think about how much they're spending on the hobby because yeah. they just want to do the hobby without worrying about it. Right. Don't you think? Exactly. So? Oh yeah. I've spent, I have no idea how much on like workout clothes over the years, like boxing gloves, new shoes for whatever sport. Um, yeah. And that I would consider a hobby for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think pets maybe is a separate category, but I think for you, Emily, pets might be into a, a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely spend a lot on them. Yes. But if it goes me if you start fostering animals, you could think of that as a hobby. Um, totally. Maybe. Um, yeah. Because the definition, and this is specifically from the IRS, is right. like, and I think I agree with it just in life generally. It says a hobby is an activity that a person pursues because they enjoy it and with no intention of making a profit. So yeah, like fostering animals, running. I know Amanda, you like to run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I play drums and I don't think of that as a hobby, but it, I guess it is. I mean, yeah. it, does. it yeah. definitely is. Like, like anything that, you know, IRS has got their little hand in it so you know they have a definition of what a hobby is even if if we don't think of it the way that uh, IRS does right um yeah but but yeah I mean you think like okay running oh it's free to go running oh well actually no it's not I have to buy shoes I you know um water bottles even Mm -hmm. just extra sunscreen to put on for running now, you know, I get injured. So I'm seeing a physical therapist. That's not cheap. You know, it can add yeah. up if you do a race. I mean, those there's definitely expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm paying uh, a coach to help me with my running now. Um, so, you know, depending on who you are and what level you are, you're going to spend different amounts, right? Yeah. And would you have put running as a line item in your budget? 
or no, probably I, would, I, I, I probably I probably would have put the the physical therapy because that's like a bill I get in the mail or mm. um or the running coach I have recently hired like that's a definitely a bill but I don't know what if I think about buying new running shoes I think I tend to put it in just my general spending category instead yeah. of as like conscious about it right and that's mm-hmm. what we try to encourage our clients and people to do is to be more conscious about your spending so um considering your hobbies is is a part of that or mm-hmm. yes um but so now though we're kind of seeing hobbies and businesses like the, the lines very blurred between the two because of I mean, social media, like you can start a running channel on YouTube. You can talk about, I don't know, I could like give drum lessons on Instagram or something and like try to yeah. sell stuff to people. You so could talk when like a robot on TikTok. And yeah. Make, yeah. But I can, I, what's that lady's name? Pink lady. I can't think of what it was. I don't know. Was yeah. Spreading around. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't do TikTok. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll link it in the comments. It's very, it's, it's really bizarre but from an outsider's perspective it's very bizarre but this lady makes a significant amount of money doing this on social media so um oh yeah like the crazy things you come across like just people going shopping for their family it's yes it's wild what gets monetized and what watch what people watch Mm -hmm. so um there's all kind of things right and i think as you alluded to earlier the IRS has a definition of hobbies because there's different tax and financial treatment by the IRS between a hobby and a business, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You want to dive into those differences a little bit more, Emily? Yeah, for sure. So if you're making money, if you just like happen to make money, like uh, for example, my father-in-law likes to do stained glass. That's like his winter activity that he likes to do because in the summer oh, he golfs in the winter he makes stained glass yeah he's really good at it too um and he doesn't sell them he just does them like for family or whatever but if he decided to sell them or like he just happened to sell one to a friend and they're like oh let me give you like 100 bucks for it or something mm-hmm. um that's a hobby he enjoys doing it he's not intending to make a profit if someone paid him a hundred dollars like he's spent more than a hundred dollars on his tools and on the glass and on the solder and all the supplies he needs. So there really is no profit there. Um, on the other hand, if he like started to sell on Etsy or like, you know, did bank a bunch of pieces and like try to sell them online or wherever an art fair, a farmer's market, um, mm-hmm. that's when you have to start thinking about, okay, so now maybe sales tax comes into play and like now there is some profit. So it, it could just happen kind of naturally for people and they don't even realize like oh I have a business now yeah um, it's a it's a transition right right but and then there's also people you know trying to trying to skirt that line and you stand behind the hobby rule like well I didn't intend to make money on this ticket that I bought and resold for the Taylor Swift concert but um I mean if that's just a one-off thing obviously that's different but if you are mm. someone who does it regularly the argument is harder to make. Yeah. So that's, that's really one of the defining points is the intent of the right. activity, um, as far as the IRS is concerned. Exactly. Um, right. And for a lot of people, it is, can be kind of gray. Like if you collect baseball cards just for fun, 
But then you realize maybe you have a card that's worth something, you want to start selling it. It's like, oh, maybe this is a business now. And you start to think of it differently. Um, And then you think, well, should it be a business? Is this, uh, do the finances make sense? And if this whole time you've been having this hobby and not being conscious about your spending about it, because it's just something fun you do on the side and you itemize it as fun in your budget, mm-hmm. you don't not really have a handle on the cost versus what a potential profit could be because you don't know what your expenses are, right? Right. So yeah, it's kind of like two phases we've been talking about, like the budgeting part, like you should, if you have a hobby that requires equipment, like lots of hobbies do, like music or art or fitness, um, just be more aware of that. And then if it kind of does become this business or it flows into something more business-like then you're already set up to know like, oh, I've spent this much, um, I don't know. And yeah. it's, it's not likely for a lot of hobbies to become a business by accident. Like usually people are trying right. to make that happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, if but you like if you have that happen. Well, oh, go ahead. Yeah, if you are trying to make that happen, you do have to pay taxes on it and like do everything correctly because the IRS has all these um, rules and I'll link those in the show notes too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's never a good idea to mess with the IRS. Yeah. That should be a t-shirt, <laughs> I think a bumper that's... sticker, but I don't know. I, I don't know if that's advertise tax, that. tax advice and we give a disclaimer <laughs> at the end that we're not giving tax advice. <laughs> so don't mess with the IRS, I think is... A good rule of thumb to live general by. enough yes it's general enough mm-hmm. um uh yeah that's not fun to get in in trouble with them um so yeah so i i don't know i think i like working with people and hearing about what their hobbies are so you know if you have one that you're working on please please share yeah. um because it is if we you know are working with you and we do look at your budget and it's not listed we also don't know what exists. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, I will ask, you know, but. Um. Yeah. Yes. I have so many hobbies. I like baking. I mm. like hiking. Although, are those hobbies? Yeah. I'm like I've spent money on binoculars. Uh, maybe it's like a hiking. Yeah. To watch birds. I bought new hiking shoes. Oh, I think birding is a hobby for sure. Totally. Like and a I'm not like activity. Yeah, I'm not that deep. Like, I don't have the the khaki vest and the zoom lens. Yeah, I think what was Danielle saying? Her one friend didn't want to be into hiking, but she could do like a stroll. Oh, yeah. She had to call it like a, a I think um, stroll. I think strolling is like a pastime, but like hiking could be a hobby. I don't know. That makes sense. So anyway. Um, yeah, so I and. And, you know, for me, running has been a lot of my free time. I did get into a lot of like arts and crafts, especially during the pandemic. I was knitting and I was making candles and I was doing taking drawing classes. Um, That stuff was really fun. Um, Floral design, arranging flowers. That was a really fun one. Um, You know, but those were all hobbies, you know, it never turned into anything. Right. Um, but some people, you know, if there's they're they're working their whole life and maybe they have a hobby they love and they hope to do that maybe more in retirement, 
And if we're looking at retirement planning, you know, that's um, getting a handle on some of those expenses can help for that kind of income planning in the future as well. So yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think like, what is one of the more expensive hobbies I've heard of? Like, I don't know, something that needs a lot of equipment. Oh, like people who are into boating. Oh, if you're boating. <laughs> that's that can expensive. Get expensive, obviously. Um, I don't know. People no. who are into cars can get expensive. My oh, totally. sister's husband was really into buying cars. Um, like fixing them up and things like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, that's cool. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, well, I think um, we've reached the point where we're just rambling now. So um, I love this topic of hobbies, though. It's like I know I do get to think of stuff outside of work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think, you know, this summer, I really wanted to join the sailing club. I injured my shoulder, so I wasn't able to do that. So um, I'm planning to do that next summer. And now I can budget for it in advance since we've had this conversation. So, yeah. Yes. So bottom line, think about your hobbies, even though they're fun, like if they are, you know, taking up a significant amount of your budget, maybe pay a little more attention to that. And if you are trying to make your budget, uh, make your hobby into a business, uh, don't forget to uh, invite the IRS into that thought. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I hope everybody's enjoying their summer. Yep. Have a good one. Thanks. Okay. Bye, Emily. That will do it for this episode of Connecting the Dollars. Nothing discussed in this episode should be considered legal, financial, or tax advice. If you like what you heard, please subscribe for more at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your content. When you do, please give us a rating and a review. To see the links we mentioned in our show, along with other great Propel Financial Advisors content, go to connectingthedollars.com. You can find our past episodes there and subscribe to our newsletter. And if you're still here because you have a general question, you can email us directly at info at connectingthedollars.com. Or if you're interested in working with us, click the schedule a consultation button on our website. Thank you for listening.